Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a therapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to improve their lives. And today on the show, I have Allison, who is the host of the Sisterhood Podcast. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks. So what's your question for today? My question is, in short, and then we can go into context if you want, how do I get my mojo back, specifically my mothering mojo? Mm, I've lost my mothering mojo. So tell me what that means. Give me an example. Um, I think, I mean, I think a lot of it is situational, you know, this past year, I know it's been stressful for everybody, but in addition to the stress of the pandemic, I spent eight years caring for my father in my home until he passed away last May. And then we made a cross country move in August from Utah to Minnesota, where we have no connections whatsoever. And the move also coincided with my son leaving on his mission. So for the first time ever, our family of four kids have always been really close. We've always been really close as a family. And we're now living in three different places because my oldest daughter is still back in Utah, attending BYU. And my two teenage daughters who are here with me in Minnesota have not only left their home of the past 10 years, but the schools here have been shut down this whole time because Mm. of the pandemic. So they have not even had an opportunity to make new friends or get involved in any activities, including church activities. Those aren't happening either. Yeah. The church community is very small anyway. So in addition to my own sense of grief and loss over both the move and the passing of my father, which came only 19 months after losing my mother suddenly. Oh my um, goodness. And also just this, you know, I'm dealing with what I feel like is the loss of our nuclear family ever being together again, and also a complete loss of community to help raise my girls. And every day, it just feels like Groundhog's Day every day. You know, they log into their Chromebooks for online school. And now that we're deep into a Minnesota winter, it's just getting really tough. And I'm just really struggling with knowing how to help my girls when I'm still struggling with so much change at once myself. And there's just, there's no defining moments in our days or our weeks. There's no people or events to bring that normal sense of fun and purpose and accomplishment and connection that we've always had in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it just feels like our days are going by with just this lack of joy and purpose. And I'm having a really hard time not being totally demoralized myself, you know, I want to stay motivated myself, let alone how do I keep my girls motivated and happy and feeling like life isn't over for them. (laughs) So I just want to get my mojo back and I don't even know where to start. Like, I mean, I'm not even really talking about my own stuff. I want to get my mojo back for myself too, but yeah, um, my top concern is, is my girls, of course. Yeah, that's a lot, Allison. It's a lot. It's death, a lot. Death of parents alone. Death of parents is alone. huge. Well, and caring for him because the the death of my mother was very tough, but I had no idea when I took my dad in what that was going to be like caring for a parent in my home to mm. his death. Like I, mm. I'm still not over that. I still haven't really dealt with that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's a no. that's a long process, and yeah. then you add pandemic and move and kids leaving the home. So my first nugget is be gentle with yourself. Like, of course, you're having a hard time. Of course, I mean, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of change. And so 
it would be totally normal to be overwhelmed, to be sad, to be grieving, to be scared, and any other feelings that you have. Yeah. You, you get to have those. Do you allow yourself the space to have your emotions? You know, I do, but I, I almost feel like I, it's gone in the opposite direction. Like I've just been so overwhelmed with all of the feelings about all of the things. And that's where (laughs) I say, I want to get my mojo back because I feel like there's a point at which it's become dysfunctional now, you know, Mm, just because there is no, I don't even have to get people up for school necessarily. Like there's just nothing to move life along. Yeah. Other, you know, so there it's just all of the feelings. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So you're kind of kind of sitting in the feelings instead of moving through them and moving, moving on. Well, I would say I do fight them though, because I can't okay. just sit and feel sad and grieve all day long, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the tough mm-hmm. thing I think about being a mom when you have big feelings to deal with, is you gotta still be the mom. You can't just sit around and journal and cry all day, right? (laughs) Yeah. But you can set aside a little time each day to do that. Yeah. And I think that would be really helpful for you to carve Mm -hmm. out time every day, even if it's 15 minutes to journal, to cry, to feel sad, to feel mad, to feel scared, whatever it is, and write about what it is you're feeling at that moment. Right now, I'm feeling overwhelmed with parenting and I feel scared for my, my kids and I miss my, you know, whatever it is. So you can kind of get it out of your, out of your body and out on paper Mm -hmm. and scheduling that time can really help you move through it because you're allowing it. (laughs) And I think I've been, and I, and I have been really bad about that because even the process, even sometimes I think just like saying the specific things out loud or writing them down, you know, just acknowledge, acknowledging them so head on almost feels overwhelming. I think I've been distracting myself a lot and mm-hmm. just, I've been angry about the election and the pandemic. I've had a lot of, I think, secondary anger, just mm-hmm. anger about it, so many things instead of just feeling sad and feeling grief. Like yeah. even now, just talking about it, I, you know, brings up the tears. I'm like, how yeah. much do I, it's just not fun. It's not yeah. fun to feel so much heavy yeah. and sadness and grief, right? And right. Feel like you gotta, so what and it's, what specifically is coming up right now? What feeling? Um, like if you had just to that name loss. It. Just yeah. all of those just my life has been completely turned upside down to have both parents gone and the two older kids out of the house and living yeah. in a place where we have no familiarity and yeah. No connections. Lots of loss. It's just so much loss. And yeah. just kind of and for me too, if you know, I'm turning 50 this year and mm. I, the next <laughs> been child there. is <laughs> yeah. And the next child is uh, you know, she'll be a senior next year. It just feels mm-hmm. like this huge change coming with empty nesthood and yeah. Oh to goodness. me, I, I want to feel like it's this new, I want to look at it as this new opportunity. And mm-hmm. you know, people always talk about moving like it's this fun adventure, and I just want to smack people when they say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also move during a pandemic, which is different too, right? It it, <laughs> it, is. it makes it harder. So it is. I I want I want you to think about what what do you personally need in your life right now? Oh boy. Um the first word that came to mind without thinking too much was support. Okay. And who in your life can be more you know a stronger source of support or who can you reach out to 
for support. Um, uh, I have a good group of friends that I do keep in touch with, but they're all back in Utah Mm -hmm. and other places from other times in my life. Do you reach out to them regularly? Yes. Okay. I do. I do. Do you need more, like more often? I feel like I need more in-person support, you know, because I could Mm -hmm. just, I could just text and express feelings to my friends all day long, but it's like, I'm an extrovert. Mm -hmm. And so that is part of the issue too, having the two older kids out of the house and being somewhere where we don't have connections and I'm not interacting with people all the time. It just feels like the energy is just being sucked out of me all the time, not having people here with me. Right. Have you considered taking a trip and visiting some of them? We did. We went in October and we just went last month. Good. Okay. So yeah, you're yeah. you're doing that. Is yeah. there any anyone else in your life who could be more supportive or who you could actually allow to help you and support you more? Probably my husband. Okay. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, say more. That guy that's in my life. That yeah. comes and goes. Yeah. I think he's struggling with his, own, you know, how to deal with it all too. He's starting a whole new, he's a urologist and he started the urology program from scratch here at this tiny hospital. So he's kind of overwhelmed mm. with that. It's just a lot. And so I think we're yeah. both just swamped. Yeah. But I keep thinking we need to be more of a support for each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we know how to do that very you well know, right now because we both feel so overwhelmed. Right. What yeah. might that look like to kind of pause to practice pausing your own stuff and and just being a support and have him kind of pause his stuff and just be a support to you yeah you can that would you be can amazing. take turns yeah we yeah. aren't doing that we really aren't doing that I think we're both just wanting the other to support but feeling too depleted to be able to give to you the other so yeah. I don't know do you have like a little formula or conversation starter or yeah, we need to get better about that. We really, we aren't doing that. I I would have deliberate conversations. Mm-hmm. So instead, it sounds like you might go, oh, well, he's busy. I don't want to burden him with my stuff. Definitely. Right? I do that all the time. Okay. So I want you to catch yourself doing that and remember that he loves you and he wants to be there for you. I mean, I'm guessing since yeah. you're, you're still married to him, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> And ask him, hey, can we have some time? I really need some support. Is that something you could give me? Ask him if he can. And there will be times when he can't. But there will be times when he can. And you're not getting that support when he's available because you're just not having the conversation. Right, right. Yeah. So I would reach out to him more often than you are and ask him and tell him what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Or what you don't need to hear. Like sometimes I'm just, I just want to cry. Don't say anything. Just make noises. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let him yeah. know what, what would feel good to you. Yeah. And we've had a lot of communication in the last year, especially about this move and my dad, because obviously he was in our home and as a physician, he did a lot of the help caring for my dad, Mm. but it has been more, um, yeah, we've had a lot of tense. It's been a lot of tense conversations Mm -hmm. about moving, about caring for my dad, about worrying about the kids. I just feel like Mm -hmm. so much of what we, when we do finally connect and talk, it's just, 
heavy stuff. It's just all these concerns and worries and big stuff and the move and the pandemic and blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes I feel like, again, maybe it's the extrovert in me and just my natural personality. I want to be having more fun again. Like we just used to have more fun in our life with the kids, with my husband. And now everything just feels so big and heavy. Yeah. So what can you guys do that's fun? Yeah. That you, what you can know, we do that's fun? I mean, is there a funny movie that you could watch together? Is there, I mean, you have to keep in mind the limitations, right? Of Yes. <laughs> of the time we're living in right now. Right. But think, you know, and it might be go grocery shopping together, or right. it just might be be together instead of having just heavy conversations. Because nobody, I mean, that's not fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, not, you got to sprinkle some fun in there somehow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think, I feel like that's a big thing that we're all missing is mm-hmm. just that sense of just normal, lighthearted, fun family life that used yeah. to be so commonplace that seems like it just disappeared with the pandemic and everything that followed. Yeah. So get some games out and leave them on the table. Get some that's a good idea. Conversation starter cards. Mm-hmm. I started doing that with my family. Just at dinner, I'd pull out a card and it just asks some interesting question and everybody answers it. And it's just a way to to connect yeah. and have a different conversation rather than just that same one. How's How your day? Was How was school your day? today? How was school? What'd you do? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So it 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 kind of um can spark some different conversations that might yeah. be helpful as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we just need to even just sit down and brainstorm as a family and come mm-hmm. up with some fun things to look forward to and mm-hmm. plan because it's, yeah, just day after day, week after week. It's like, oh, I guess we wait till the, it feels a little bit like we're waiting for the pandemic to end before we start yeah. our life here. And that is a tricky place to be. That is, that is. So what are things that you can do for yourself that bring you joy in addition to social? Yeah. In addition to the social, <laughs> that's a tough question, Julie. I mean, I do the same things everybody else does, you know, like I'll binge watch Shit's Creek on the weekend or whatever and laugh my head off, just yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah. um, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's good enough. Sounds I mean, like I do exercise every day. Do you? Okay. I feel like good. I'm doing a lot of the things. It's yeah. just maybe this is just a time in life when things are going to be, it's going to be heavy. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if that's just my biggest problem is that I have this expectation for fun and normal. I want things yeah. to be fun and normal. I want yeah. to hurry and get over this stage and get back to fun and normal. And maybe that's just <laughs> not realistic. Not on the not in the cards right now. Yeah. You know? There are definitely seasons of life that are harder than others. <laughs> and you're yeah. in a really you're in a heavy season. So it's mm-hmm. not gonna just all of a sudden be fun and but you can you can bring more of that back and have it be a little yeah. bit more balanced. That's through. what I and, want to try and do. Yeah, I just I feel like that's what I'm missing because again, to just talk about all the heavy stuff endlessly almost just makes it feel heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I do feel like we just need. Yeah, again, it's just like the joy and the energy and the connection is missing mm-hmm. that we've had yeah. in the past. And yeah. it's hard to just generate with the four of us when we're used to the six of us plus friends, plus neighbors and yeah. family coming by, you know. Right. It's isolating. It, it's very isolating. isolating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit more about looking into your future with your youngest. I know. The youngest is 13. Oh, okay. The next one leaving home is a junior right now. Okay. And and then I've okay, got a so seven you still have grader. one. 
Okay. I do. I've got a seven, 13 year old seventh grader, but okay. still I know now how quickly that goes. And so I yeah. am thinking, I am thinking about that. And that is one reason I'm, you know, I've started this podcast, which we started at the worst time ever. It was right before my mom passed away and everything else kind of snowballed and happened. But the last few months, you know, have been kind of, well, I should say starting in January because things are kind of stabilizing a little bit more now. Um, Mm -hmm. Just trying to put more energy and heart into that. That's kind of a passion project of mine that I want to keep building. Thinking, I'm even thinking about possibly going back to school. Depends, but what are you? What are you brainstorming with that? Oh, you mean what would I study? Yeah, no, they're like I want to live ten different lives that I haven't led. That's a whole nother coaching call. It's about how I grew up in this patriarchal system where I thought all I was supposed to do was be a stay-at-home mother and I cast all my dreams aside. That's another hour, Julie. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to talk about too. I know. I know. It's one of ours too. Actually, our episode that's up this week is on patriarchy, but but we both of us specifically are in exactly the same boat. She has five kids. I have four kids. They're Mm. all about the same age. And both of us really committed and dug in deep to just 100% stay-at-home motherhood, even though it didn't totally fit our personalities. And we had lots of other dreams. And now both, and that's one reason we were drawn to each other and starting the podcast. And she Mm. actually is getting a master's right now too. And so we are a good support for each other and always kind of having these conversations. But but yeah, it's still when you've put so much of your time and life and energy into family and stay-at-home motherhood and supporting mm-hmm. the person who's bringing home the bacon and all that, it's really kind of hard to shift that dynamic, shift that mindset, shift into thinking about having my quote own life beyond, you know, mm-hmm. that is a whole separate topic, right? But it's a big one. Well, it, it's kind of all related because it's about taking care of you and getting the support that you need and maybe Mm -hmm. requiring more of your family, requiring them to support you, maybe requiring your kids to do more for themselves. Yeah. And they are very proud of, you know, when they hear things about the podcast or reviews that we get or this, that, the other, or they know like right now, I, I mean, they think I'm recording my own podcast right now. They don't realize I'm a guest on someone else's, (laughs) but they, I've really enjoyed that because I did, this is just in, well, I guess it's been a few years now. I've been dabbling in other stuff, but I've been really kind of proud and happy to have this other thing that they know about because I have seen kind of their sense of pride and their sense of interest in what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. mom's got this thing because I want to, I want to do better than the generation before did raising me. Like I want my girls to feel like they are empowered to do all kinds of things and they don't have yeah. to just put all their eggs in one basket and focus solely on motherhood unless they want to that's great if they want to you know but there are options and you can explore them (laughs) yeah but that is kind of the biggest thing bringing me personal fulfillment and joy right now but then when my brain shifts back to yeah family and worrying about my girls and Mm -hmm. all of that it just it feels heavy because yeah my podcast isn't helping them make friends (laughs) yeah but is your worry helping them make friends I know right (laughs) Right. I spend so much time worrying and sometimes I get in this worry cycle and I'm spiraling and then I go and I actually interact with them and I'm like, they're okay. They're more resilient than I think. Like it really is crazy. I think how much as mothers we do almost, we worry about them more than they are worrying about them. I think sometimes for sure. Yeah. Often we equate 
our amount of worry with love. Yes. Like if I love them, I will worry more. And actually worrying is a drain on you and it doesn't help them, right? It doesn't help them make friends. Right. (laughs) So it's just a waste of energy. Yeah. But how do you stop, Julie? How do you stop worrying? I... I don't worry that much about my kids. And I'm trying to think about how that. I mean, what is the energy you're putting in then? I feel like that's like my primary energy I'm putting in, which is ridiculous because it's so unhelpful. Like you already said, like you've got to put some energy into them. So what is the positive energy? Connection. Just the connection. The relationship, checking in with them. How are they doing? And then having my own life that is fun and exciting and doesn't entirely revolve around them. Right. Yeah. So I kind of don't have the, I don't want to waste the energy. I would rather start a podcast. I'd rather be talking Mm -hmm. to you than be worrying about my kids because I know that it does, it does nothing. And it actually prevents me from having the energy to connect with them. Yes. Right. Right. Cause the, cause yeah. And I do find that sometimes if I am kind of spiraling worrying and I'm projecting all of these concerns about how horrible their memories of this year and this experience are going to be and the bad effects that are going to come out of it. When I go to interact with them, it colors that interaction, right? Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. noticed that. Yeah. 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 And, and that emotions can be contagious too, right? That Mm -hmm. if, if you're worried and heavy and, oh my gosh, your, your life is so horrible. They're like, oh my gosh, my Mm -hmm. life is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) When maybe they, you know, it's not that bad. So the worry, I think, is a big thing. Um, What would you do if you weren't worrying? If you, yeah, see, that's what I want to figure out. Like, I want to flip that energy. Yeah. Because I'm putting that energy in, like, that energy is being expended. So if I'm not, yeah, I mean, like you said, connection or thinking of, your master's yeah, degree to inject fun or- <laughs> into our life or my master's degree. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like it's like two different parts of my brain thinking about <laughs> myself and then thinking of positive ways to help and support them. Cause they do need my help and support right now. There are, mm-hmm. there's no village helping to raise my kids right now. Like it's right. non-existent. Right. And right. so, you know, I do feel like I need to be a positive support to them, but worrying yeah. isn't that. Worrying isn't that. And that's yeah. a trap that is so common with moms. Yeah. It doesn't mean you love them anymore. And it actually makes it so you're less helpful. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. I just, it's such a rut in my brain. It's just Mm -hmm. such a pattern of thinking. It's so, I almost feel like I need to just put a big poster on every wall in my home, you know, Mm -hmm. to replace worry with connection connection and fun. Fun. And I guess I can start there. Those are huge. Those two Mm -hmm. right there are huge, right? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. And yeah. and I want to encourage you to to not see taking care of you and taking care of them as different things. As separate. Yeah, you're right. You, <laughs> I do. You said that, I totally do. I know. You're, I'm like it's different parts of your brain. It's it's all nurturing. It really it's all is. taking care of people and yes. so maybe thinking about those as the same as you model caring yeah. for you. Yeah. You're modeling for your children, how they can grow up and take care of them. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so good. Okay. And there's so another poster all, for my wall. It's all connected. It's not right. separate because yeah. you thrive when you're well taken care of. And then when you're thriving, they thrive mm-hmm. and you can be there for them more. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Can I, well, can I flip that for you then? Yeah. Because that has been a big concern of mine in these past months when I have not been thriving. Mm-hmm. And this just this just goes back into the place of worry. But when I'm thriving, they're thriving, but I haven't been thriving. Mm-hmm. I'm just now starting to feel like I'm stabilizing a little. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's had a really negative impact on them. I just haven't been, yeah. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been happy. I haven't been, I mean, it's been yeah. a big struggle. And I just, I worry about that impact on both yeah. our relationship, but also them long-term and I don't know. But then it, there it is again. What does worry do? Right. It's, it seems like you still feel connected to them. So you can still be connected even we when are. you're grieving. Yeah. You can still be connected even when you're not happy. You thriving is not you being happy all the time. It's you mm. being authentic. Okay. So share with them That's huge. to some degree what's going on with you and yeah. ask them about their experience. You know, I know it's been heavy. What's that mm-hmm. been like for you? Yeah. What can yeah, I do to that's support good. you? Yeah. Okay. This is good. Where's my notepad? Why am I not writing this down? <laughs> I'll have listen to listen to the, to the podcast, podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take notes later. But just thinking connection. Yeah. Me thriving doesn't have to mean I'm happy, fun, all put together. Right. Yeah. It means you're real. Taking care of myself, you're... authentic, even mm-hmm. if it's the grieving and mm-hmm. sharing that's with them real. And letting them share. Yes. That's real. And they're probably going through it too. So it can be a a place where you can connect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to encourage you, Allison, to check in with them and just say, you know, this has been a heavy time. How are you doing? Yeah. What, you know, give me some feedback. What am I doing that's working and feel supportive? What am am I not doing? Let me know Mm -hmm. how I'm doing as your mom because I, that matters to me. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, just and, asking that point blank. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. <laughs> when sometimes it just doesn't occur to us. Yeah. Ask no. for feedback. <laughs> right. From your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Good That's stuff. Good. So yeah. we talked about continuing to reach out to your connections, to your mm-hmm. friends, and carve out time to have connecting conversations with your husband. Yeah. Right. To prioritize that. Uh, We talked about worry, how worry is not love. Yes. Worry is a waste. (laughs) That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Worry is a waste. It's about connection. Mm -hmm. And we talked about going easy on yourself and having self-compassion, which is treating yourself as you would treat a beloved other person who was suffering. Yeah. That is a skill to practice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't always been so good at. Yeah. Boy, I feel like, yeah, when when you do the show notes and you put the bullets out, there's so many nuggets here. Lots (laughs) of good stuff. Good, good. I probably am going to journal as soon as we hang up, actually. Oh, yeah. We talked about you taking time every day, just a little bit of time to cry and write. And that's like your grieving time. And then when that's that's done, like you, you get up, you do your thing, you take care of people, take care of you. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I also want you to really start imagining your life when your kids are gone and what do you want that to look like yeah. and how do you want to feel and how, what do you want to create in your marriage? And, and this is just 
such an exciting time that you're approaching. It's like, it's going to be your turn. Yeah. See, I've got to get in that mind frame. I'm trying, I'm working Mm -hmm. toward that, but emotionally my programming or whatever wants to believe the best part of my life is over. So this is huge Mm. for me going forward. I'll tell you, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I don't want it to be. I I want to exactly what you just said is what I'm, I mean, that's why I'm focusing on the podcast and I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. other things and have these other dreams, but it is interesting. Once again, just that mental rut or that programming or that just that deeply embedded message of, yeah, when your whole life is just motherhood and everybody leaves home, well then, then what's the point? Right. Right. It's just, it's so damaging. It's so unhelpful. Yeah. So, so practice integrating that in your mind that caring for self and developing yourself is actually part of nurturing your family. Yeah. Those aren't separate things. Yeah. And my future, because I am going, I still, I'm going to have kids and grandkids, right? Eventually I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It just changes when you're not in the day in day out, you know, and that, that'll be, that'll be an exciting time for you. I want to think of it that way. Does I mean some days it does. It seems really exciting. And I the extrovert of me just has to make sure I keep enough going on in my life because being home alone is not I know it's funny because most moms with young kids are like, I just want to have some time alone, but I always want a little more energy in the house with me. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much coming on and talking and opening your, your heart and sharing your struggles. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Okay. Well, it's helped me a ton. I can't wait to listen to the conversation (laughs) and take notes. (laughs) I love that. Thanks again, Allison. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.